Welcome to the Unomas Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Kay. Do you find yourself looking for business and marketing advice to help you achieve your goals? Do you find yourself stuck and overwhelmed wondering what methods you can use to scale your business? What strategies should you use to grow your social media influence? And how can you leverage collaborations with some of the industry's most successful and influential entrepreneurs to build brand awareness? With over 13 years as a multipreneur, brand and social media strategist and coach, I invite you to join thousands of other listeners and me each week in elevating your brand, business, and life. With a foundation of faith and talking all things productivity, social media, business strategies, marketing, and growth, I help you pursue your God-given purpose and redefine success by creating a wildly successful, sustainable, and profitable digital-based business. But that's not all. Enjoy my collaborative conversations and interviews with industry-leading entrepreneurs to hear the best kept secrets and learn the skills and tactics they use so you can tackle your biggest goals along the way. The Uno Mas podcast is here to inspire you to dream, think, and do big. Stop feeling overwhelmed, confused, and stuck at a standstill and start feeling confident, productive, and fueled with purpose in your life and business again. Are you an entrepreneur that has embraced the digital age or are you an entrepreneur that is starting to embrace the digital age and wondering what it actually looks like to create a sustainable business online? Well, in today's episode, I sit down with business coach, and marketing strategist, Vanilla Vads, and we talk everything about creating a sustainable business online. Sustainability can mean different things to different entrepreneurs, but if you're an entrepreneur wanting to scale your business, wanting to see consistent income every single month and every single year into that business, this is the episode for you. So let's not take any more time. Let's go ahead and dive right in. having me. I'm so excited for this conversation. Good, good. I'm so excited. Okay. So you need to tell me all the things about how you came up with your brand Vanilla Vads and where it all started, because I love hearing entrepreneurial journeys and how we kind of ended up where we are today. So please let me know how you came up with I love Vanilla Vads. I love that brand name. So you have to tell me, how did that come about? Thank you. Yeah. So I mean, this has been quite a bit of a, a long journey. I actually started my online trajectory in 2014. I actually had a, a little blog that I started back then. You know, it was, it was the time of like casual blogging. Um, and I ran my blog for several years and it grew and, you know, it, it, I got the side hobby um, effect of, you know, being online and growing a social media presence and all that. And then in 2017, I went to law school. And that was when I decided to rebrand and create Vanilla Vads. And the reasoning behind that, I like alliteration. So everyone called me Vads. And I thought, I want something that goes nicely with Vads. And I kind of came up with Vanilla. Um, Not that I am in any way Vanilla, but that's just kind of what I came up with. Um, And the reasoning, I mean, why I I rebranded myself was because I was starting a new chapter. I was born and raised here in the Seychelles Islands and I studied law in London and I wanted this new chapter to be about an island girl gone to the city 
living the, the, the city life and exploring. I wanted to share my experiences. And then that very accidentally turned into a marketing business. It was fate, if you would, because I was growing my blog and, um, I actually attended a, uh, a blogging retreat in Bali because I wanted to learn how to do blogging professionally. And after the retreat, one of the organizers, she was a huge like Forbes featured travel blogger. And she was like, hey, Vads, do you want to be my virtual assistant? And I was like, what the heck is a virtual assistant? And as I'm sure so many people can relate to, just this tidal wave that is the online space took me from virtual assistant to OBM to becoming obsessed with business development and marketing strategy, which is where I am at now. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love how life just positions us to kind of trickle and fall into that next phase, that next chapter, but we have to be open to receiving that, right? Like we have to be open to seeing where it's pointing us and taking those risks or those leaps or, you know, cause they're scary, especially when you have no freaking clue what you're doing and you're like, okay, sure. Never been a VA. I don't know what that is, but sure. Let's, let's do that. That sounds great. But look at where you are now, which is totally awesome. But one of the things that, you know, I feel like a lot of people struggle with is how do you create that sustainability online? Um, a lot of people say it's really easy to do online space has like a lot of opportunity and the opportunities are endless when it comes to online, which is all true. But when you're developing any brand, whether it be digital or, you know, actual physical products and things like that, or a brick and mortar store, what does sustainability look like to you? What does that mean exactly? Yeah. To me, sustainability means, am I able to do this long-term? So have I implemented a solid foundation such that I'm constantly getting clients in my business because money is the lifeblood of a business. You need money in order for a business to run. So have I set myself up? Am I implementing systems and strategies in a way that next month, I know how much I'm going to make the month after that. I know how much I'm going to make. And in fact, if I could predict, you know, a year from now, two years from now, even better. So to me, sustainability is about the longevity of my business. Can I do this in the long run, the way I've set it up right now? I love that. And I'm going to say something that if there are people listening, I might not make some people happy by saying this, but I cringe a little bit when I see coaches specifically brand themselves to Instagram coach. What if Instagram's not here five or 10 years from now, then what, you know, I understand that we can all pivot, but I see women really build up a brand tying themselves to one specific thing, which we always talk about niching down, finding your audience, everything like that. You definitely want to niche down and figure out what your target audience is. But I always, when I'm working with brands, like to make them think more long-term, like, okay, this is great, but what if this isn't around in 10 years, then what are you going to do? Like, there's yeah. got to be a broader picture to a brand as far as this sustainability in my mind and the services yeah. that we offer online to doing exactly what you said, that they're around in five or 10 years. So please forgive me. I love all my Instagram coaches. I'm a social media specialist, strategist, and coach myself. Y'all know I love you, but I mean, I hope you're thinking to yourselves right now, you know, oh shoot, what if this platform does crash? Then what? 100% agree. And like what I teach is the underlying information, the underlying strategies, okay. the underlying psychology. So 
Because in reality, what works to grow on Instagram is understanding consumer psychology. It's understanding messaging. It's understanding niching. If you understand that at a core level, you implement it everywhere. It's, and I agree, like it's, it's not about the trending reels and the hashtags right now. Like that is, is, is quite surface level, but at yeah. the same time, power to everyone. But if we are looking for, okay, where am I going to be in five years? When am I, where am I going to be in 10 years? Will I be able to adapt to such a fast pace? I agree with you. We do have to be looking at, okay, what's under just the platforms? What's deeper? What's the, 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 yeah, I guess what's the core of what we're actually doing? Yeah, no, you, you bring it out perfectly because even though, even Instagram coaches or Facebook coaches or LinkedIn coaches, like people that tie themselves themselves to a specific TikTok coaches to a specific platform, it's not that the value that they're coaching isn't there. It is, but I think that it's exactly what you said. All of the strategies, the underlying, the underlining, you know, methods that we're implementing can those be practiced regardless of what platform you're on? You know, we see us going, and I'm not going in this direction at all, but we see us evolving into Web3 and NFTs and all that kind of space. The strategies that we're practicing now on Web2, so to say, can be implemented in Web3, I'm sure, when that starts to evolve and people start to merge into that space. So putting your value on your strategies and not necessarily the platform that you're using is so key. And I love, I love that we touched on that because I've never touched on that before, but it's been like one of those things that are sitting on my shoulder, like, oh, I want to say this out loud, but I've never done it. So I love that because there's so much validity in what we're all doing. It's just really finding the value in that, that core, the spine of what we provide to people. So I love that. But that leads me into that next question. And the next way I want to go with this conversation is the strategies, you know, like what are some strategies maybe as business owners and entrepreneurs specifically online that we need to maybe adopt more of today? Or are there any strategies that we kind of need to throw out the door and get rid of? Yeah. Yeah. I love this question. So for me, what the focus of any sort of marketing, I mean, I don't specialize in what we might call offline marketing. I am an online marketing strategist and, and specialist. Um, and what I always come back to, what I'm drawn to say right now is the power of conversation and human beings. So we need to lean more into realizing that if we are business owners, what we're doing is selling services to other people. So I have something called the human first sales approach. I focus on intuitive marketing. And this is all about, okay, there's a pulse. There's a human being behind the screen. How do I get my message across to them? Instead of thinking of, am I using, I, again, I come back to this because there's so many things about hashtags that I don't say I disagree with, but like people put so much emphasis on a hashtag and then forget about people. <laughs> you know what I mean? People put emphasis on the trending reel and forget about the people. So um, in terms of, obviously we could talk about strategies for hours, but when somebody asks me, okay, how do I grow my business? Focus on the people, focus on speaking to people and craft your messaging around your ideal client and the person who you would like to help and serve. Cause that's what we're doing at the end of the day. Yeah. And I think that means in my opinion, kind of bouncing off what you're saying is putting more emphasis and focus on the strategy of storytelling, because it's the stories that evoke that emotion and that bring about that connection with the people on the other side of the screen. Like one of my biggest things that I have personally had to get over myself is I'm so used to talking to many that yeah. I often forget when I'm showing up online, I'm talking to one. 
So I have done stage presence or stage speaking. Um, I mean, I grew a huge organization in the network marketing industry. So I have Zoom calls and workshops and masterclasses where it's many. But when I'm showing up on the stories online, I, it's not, it's like, Hey guys. And it's like, no, don't say that. It's like, I have to take, Hey guys, and turn it into like, Hey friend, how are you doing today? And it's those little tweaks in the way that we show up that actually make just such a stronger connection to the other person on the side of, on the other side of the screen. I also love that you brought up hashtags because, you know, I did a whole masterclass on hashtags and I still occasionally do it, but you're absolutely right. There there's, benefits to these things. But I've always said that like my friend, Mandy, she always says hashtags and, you know, geo tags and things like that. That's like the, the whipped cream and the cherry on top of the ice cream, like the ice cream and the cone, like that's your, that's your content. Like that's where we need to put most of the focus. Cause that's where the goodness is, but the hashtags and everything else, that's like whipped cream and cherry on top. They're important. Absolutely. You know, for keyword searchability and stuff on Instagram, they definitely help populate your content. But 100%, it's the content and the messaging that you have to put more focus on rather than spending. I mean, you need to spend 30 minutes on the content and not 30 minutes searching for the perfect hashtag, right? Like, what are we doing? What are yeah. we doing? So yeah. um, what other strategies do you think are are really important to think about? Or what's a strategy that like you see people focusing on today online that it's just like, okay. Come on. We got to throw that out the door now. Ooh, I find this question really tricky and I'll tell you why, because I think there's merit in all of these ideas. And I honestly think there is something for everyone. And I don't want to say that something ought to be thrown out if it's working for someone else. And I don't, I'm not in their shoes. I don't know what integrity is to them. I don't know what service is to them. So I have trouble saying this is what we should throw out or we shouldn't do this because everything has merit. Even like something like cold DMing, right? There is a place and there is a way to send someone a message for the first time with a pitch. It's yeah. not maybe the way bots are doing it, but there is a space for it somewhere. Mm-hmm. I've, I've done it before and closed sales. So there is room for it. So I don't, I, again, I have trouble saying that there's some things we should throw out because there's so much nuance in how different people use things. Okay. What about this? And I don't know if it's necessarily a strategy or it's something highly encouraged by content creators who have teams. Now, a lot of content creators that have teams help helping manage their content, they're showing up on all the platforms. They're on Facebook, they're on Instagram, they're on TikTok and Twitter and Snapchat and Pinterest and all of the things, right? And those creators that are maybe new into their entrepreneurial journey or seasoned and don't yet have a full-fledged content creation team, they're highly intimidated because I can't even show up on every freaking, I can't even show up on, on Instagram consistently. How am I going to show up on all these platforms? So the strategy of having to be everything to everyone everywhere, I think is something that is, in my opinion, overplayed. I always coach and teach, do one thing and do it really, 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 really well. Whether that be a platform or a podcast or a newsletter or whatever that looks like, like freaking do it so good, it becomes irresistible for your following, right? And then when you can get that down really good, you know, your SOPs, like everything with that, then you can think about bringing on another platform or spreading yourself to all these other places. Do you agree with that? Or do you think that, you know, it's okay, you can kind of run yourself exhausted showing up everywhere? <laughs> no, 
Well, you say it like that. No, I agree with you. My thought process and what I did and what I kind of teach is two to three platforms. Going back to the point that you said at the beginning, which is what if one dies? So we want to have a few bases covered. For me personally, for the clients that I work with, with, which are service providers, it's Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And the cool thing about those platforms is it's the same content. You can repurpose content across all three platforms. So I agree. Like I, I say two to three things and learn to do them really, really well. But at the same time, I also know people who started their business and who are now like seven figure people who did do it all, who just had that energy. But I'm sure in the back end, it was a whole different story. But I would agree with they what you're saying. They were making their kids work for them. Trust me. They had 12 <laughs> kids and they get cousins and aunts. They're all like piling away. <laughs> yeah. But I, so I would agree with you. If I was talking to somebody who was newer, I would say, yeah, um, let's not do all of that. So as in to continue on with that, I think um, a couple of things that might come to mind is things that I would recommend for someone who is more advanced versus for someone who is just getting started. So it's not that these strategies need to be thrown out altogether. It's again, the nuance of what are you doing in your business? What are your goals? For example, having a website. I don't think you need to have a website at the start. Having business cards, even, even a logo. I don't think you need a logo to get started with your business. I so agree. those things I think are relevant to the beginner entrepreneur. Um, but that doesn't mean they're, they're not relevant for a more advanced or seasoned. I love that you brought that up because as somebody, you know, with the agency side of things, because we do website design and I'm a graphic designer. So I've done tons of logos throughout my years of experience. I agree with you 100%. And a lot of people don't. uh, One thing I think that we all need from this get-go is an email list. But what can we do with those email lists, right? A lot of these email marketing platforms, you can create landing pages, opt-in pages, Use those as your website to start, right? And then once you start getting enough traffic, I mean, shoot, you might not even ever need a website. Some people I know have some really big brands and don't ever have one. But like if you are end up selling like products and you know, you package and bundle things, yeah, that makes my, maybe more sense to do a website or you decide to blog, blah, blah, blah. You can tie that all in. But I 100% agree with you. And I love that you said that. So that kind of goes into like what I want to end this conversation with. Is, and that is what are some things that entrepreneurs won't tell you? And I think that's one of them. You don't need a website like that. That would be one of them. You don't necessarily need a website when you start or a logo. Um, yeah. What are some other things that you that you think entrepreneurs don't talk about or they don't tell those that are interested in entrepreneurship at the start? I think this is something most people have probably heard, but not a lot of people really understand. It's the fact that there is no one strategy. There is no perfect strategy. And that education is key. Like when I started my business, I took dozens of masterclasses and courses and worked with coaches before I could myself put all of that information together and figure something that was right for me. I think it's easy to tell a new entrepreneur, Hey, and maybe I, you know, I'm part of this because I, you know, we run masterclasses and we'll say this is the formula, right? But it's not the only formula. And I think for us having having that awareness and being able to say that to someone new, it's like, okay, you need to go out and try it all. You need to learn as much as possible because it's not easy, and no one person has the answer that you're looking for. So I think that's the biggest piece. 
No, I love it. And it's something I preach often in all of my masterclasses and, and webinars and whatever, whether they're free or they're paid, you will hear me say, this is what works for me. And you're going to hear a ton of other opinions, you know, just take bits and pieces of what, and I think that's what entrepreneurship is. It's taking different strategies from different people, trying it out. And if it doesn't work, that doesn't mean that it didn't work for them or thousands of other people. It just didn't work for me, you know, and just continuously trying out. I think Another thing is, is when you mentioned it, you said it really quickly, is education. You know, I think that a lot of entrepreneurs, we don't really talk about, we, we always talk about our successes and what we've been doing and how we came from this and got to here and what we do now. We don't really focus on the fact that a lot of us too have coaches. A lot of us are never, I mean, I don't think as an entrepreneur, if you tell me you're done learning that you're at the pinnacle, like you're not an entrepreneur, like in my mind, because you're never done learning as an entrepreneur. When I started, I, I am a really good at strategy. I'm really good at design. I'm really good at social media. But one thing I fell short on was leadership. Like I didn't know that there's actual leadership skills. Like there's a way to lead people. And I sucked at that. I also was not the best at sales and I'm still working on that today. Um, but I, I've had coaches and mentors and that education and mentorship never stops. And real quick, because I want you to touch on this, like just the other day, um, I even shared with my own community because I'm in a higher level mastermind. And over the past two days, everybody was celebrating like 6K, 8K, 15K. One person had a 100K event, you know, that they just did over a three day span. And I was really like excited for all these people. But in the midst of those three days of everybody celebrating, I had a moment where I tried to close a client, a really exciting client for me. And I flopped the sales call. Like it, I just, I know what I did wrong. I, I pointed out and I sent a message. I said, well, while everybody's celebrating, I just want to share something that I've learned because I missed out. So I took that screen grab from a mastermind that I'm in and shared it into my community that of people I coach, because I just wanted to show them like, look, I just want y'all to know you might look at me as the coach, but even I too have bad days or have bad moments in my journey. And this is what I shared in my, my coaching group. And I don't think that that's shared a lot as coaches. And I think that's something that I just wanted to bring up and bring to the table. And I want your opinion on that. I love it because I'm exactly the same. Similarly to you, I am in a high level mastermind and I, I am the smallest fish in that pond. You know, it's half a million, it's 200,000, like it's, it's huge stuff, you know? And what I always tell with my community is, you know, Hey, I did flop a call this week. I had X many discovery calls. They didn't convert, you know? And Sometimes I have to remind my clients because they, they say things like, oh, I'm worried my client is going to think I know everything or I don't know this. And I have to be like, do you think I know everything? And they're like, guess not, you know, but that's the thing. Like we, I love that you said we never stop learning. And for me, it's about always being plugged into the evolution because we're in an industry that changes so fast. And for me, that's what, that's, what's exciting. I actually enjoy the challenge. I love being plugged into how can I grow next? What else can I learn? Because it's so infinite. And I'm glad you brought up, we won't go into it, but like Web3 NFTs, I'm all about that space. I'm so obsessed with that stuff. Um, so it's just- You're like, yes, let's go there. Let's have that conversation. <laughs> I'm like, no, yeah, yeah, that's a whole yeah. other podcast. Yeah, yeah, we can, yes. I mean, um, but yeah, like 
continued growth, as you're saying, continuing to learn and, and being ready to, to accept that you don't know everything and you'll never know everything. But that desire to continue learning is huge. It's a skill. Mm, I love this. I love, I feel like we could have a really, and we need to have a part two. I'm just letting you know, you're going to come back. We need to have other conversations because I just, I feel like a really strong alignment with how you do business and how you represent yourself in accordance to like how I do my business and how I represent myself. And I just adore you. And I know with that being said, if people are listening to this podcast and they're following this podcast and they're following me, then obviously they're going to want to follow you because we're just a lot, we're very similar in some ways. And so I would love for you to share Thads, where can people follow you? Where can they get plugged in? Um, you know, where's your website? Where, what, what are you doing? Tell us where, where we can be closer to you. Yes. So I, um, as I mentioned earlier, Instagram, Pinterest, and LinkedIn, um, you can find me on Instagram at vanilla underscore vads. My website is www.vanillavads.com. Uh, you can find me on Facebook and LinkedIn at, uh, Vadarin Boulay, which is my full name. Oh my gosh. So good. Thank you so much for this amazing conversation and your time today. I appreciate you. Thank you again for having me. It's been, it's been so much fun. Yeah, definitely part two if you're up for it. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to listen to today's episode of Uno Moss podcast. What can you do to help support me moving forward? Well, you can subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform leave a review and a rating because it's your reviews that matter most. And it's your reviews that help us get this show found by new listeners and share this podcast with your friends, family, and followers on all your social media accounts. Tag me social savvy influencer and at Uno Moss podcast for a listener spotlight on our social media accounts. And lastly, if you're ready to take your brand and business to the next level, learn how to create simplified strategies, grow your social media influence, create an impact and build a sustainable and profitable online business, then join me inside the business savvy university. This is an exclusive paid membership network and learning platform for service-based female entrepreneurs and coaches ready to build, launch, and scale their success. Access over 72 hours of training content, tools, resources, and guest trainings from top industry leaders and influencers. So what are you waiting for? Come and join me inside by visiting businesssavvyuniversity.com. Until next time. Mm-hmm.